It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome back to a live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing the reports that the Spotify owner, CEO, founder, whatever you want to call him, uh, Daniel Ek, is interested in launching a bid, uh, bid for Arsenal Football Club, and he's enlisted the help, apparently, of Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp and Patrick Vieira, in my opinion, Arsenal's three greatest ever players. Wow, uh, what a big story this is. Now, I've got to stress, right, that at this moment in time, it is just a story. It was reported uh, earlier today. And whilst I'd absolutely love it to be true, um, I'm not getting carried away with it. I, I realise that it's very early days. I realised that this is all dependent on KSC and the Cronkies wanting to sell. I'd like to think and like to hope that the pressure that we as a fan base have applied on them, well, I'm not saying it's going to be enough solely to, to make them leave, but, you know, hopefully that will have perhaps changed uh, their way of thinking. Perhaps it will make them reevaluate their position as Arsenal's owners I don't know, but it's a big, big story um, that has, of course, uh, been doing the rounds this morning. And of course, it was initially uh, reported by Matt Law of the Daily Telegraph. He says he posted a tweet earlier on and he says, I have it on good authority that Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp and Patrick Vieira have joined Daniel Ek in his bid to buy Arsenal FC. And I am told it is very real. So Matt Law going out uh, on a bit of a sort of, uh, well, He's gone out fully on this, hasn't he? He's not uh, pulled any punches. He said that he's been told it's very real. And whilst we don't 100% know that this is going to happen, it seems as though they're going to try. And that's all we can ask for, I guess. Um, a lot of you in the chat uh, calling, uh, you know, Arsenal, the Cronkies is cash cow. That's exactly what we've been over the last few years. And um, and uh, Xander says and makes a really great point in the chat. I've got to bring this up. He says a cash cow is only worth keeping if it's still producing milk. Absolutely. And of course, Arsenal are operating at a loss at the moment. Now, does this mean just because somebody has, an exp has expressed an interest or we're led to believe somebody has expressed an interest that a sale is, is imminent or a sale is going to happen. No, of course it doesn't. You know, of course, the Cronkies uh, still reserve the right to refuse any offers and to simply just refuse to come to the table because it is their football club. And ultimately, uh, they have the, the final say on that. I just wonder, though, if they are going to look and and, and kind of reevaluate or evaluate what has gone on over the last week or so, understand that the severity of of the decision that they made to join the Super League, how that has fueled further discontent towards them, how that has fueled 
further disliking of them as an ownership group. And will they consider that plus the, the lack of profit that they've been making over the last couple of years and, you know, and, and reconsider, reconsider their position. Obviously, they need to receive an offer that is attractive to them, an offer that they feel is worthwhile, an offer that they feel reflects the true value of the football club, not just from a sort of monetary standpoint, but does it reflect their, you know, does it reflect, does the offer reflect all the years that they've put into to trying to get Arsenal? I don't know. Um, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But this is a really exciting prospect. This is somebody in Daniel Ek who supported Arsenal Football Club ever since he was a boy. Of course, he's of uh, Swedish descent. Um, you know, he, he mentions that. He talks about the fact that he's he's always uh, followed Arsenal, always supported Arsenal. And then you throw into the equation the fact that three Arsenal legends are said to be a part of this bid. Now, it's not clear what part exactly they will play whether they would be financially making a contribution. I, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't imagine that either of those uh, players has the, you know, financial ability to kind of, I'm not saying they're poor <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but I'd be surprised if they had the kind of funds uh, needed to to make a significant splash in a deal like this. But um, having them involved will, of course, you know, galvanize the fans because these are club legends these are fans uh, people players who have represented the club players that fans adore uh, and people that we have a real sort of you know good affiliation and relationship with so yeah i mean enlisting them if he has done that if daniel has done that will be a smart move on his part and he's bringing in people who know what the club was like when the club was successful, when the club were winning trophies, Thierry Henry, Dennis Burkamp, and Patrick Vieira were all at the heart of that. So it's exciting. Um, it really, really is. But of course, we're at the point of them supposedly getting together to launch a takeover bid. As I say, I advise caution. It doesn't mean it's going to be accepted. It doesn't mean they're going to be able to match uh, the Cronkies' valuation. But it's a, you know, it's a step, I guess. Um, or, or it feels like a step towards getting the Cronkies out, at least. Um, you know, people have talked about Daniel X's uh, wealth and, and whether he is actually rich enough to do this. I think it's important to note that often when deals like this are done, uh, when huge companies' businesses are acquired, it's done by a consortium, right? So Daniel X will be, if he is indeed serious about doing this, will be going around, will be trying to raise funds through other means um, and offering shares, a stake, et cetera, et cetera, as, as, a, as a return uh, to those who would potentially invest. So it's important to note that, that just because Daniel Ek uh, might not be worth seven, eight billion pounds himself, it doesn't mean that he can't raise the money to do the deal uh, through the other sort of other means. You know, he could he could bring funding in from outsiders. He could... Uh, borrow money. You know, there's so many different ways of doing it. I know a lot of you are quite negative in the chat about the, the prospect of um, of the Cronkies, you know, selling. And, and a lot of people say that they won't sell. Uh, you know, why would they? This is a cash cow for them, etc., etc. But, you know, we, we've said it before, you know, the minute the club stops being profitable, that's when you might be able uh, to 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 push them out, force them out. A combination of the club 
not being profitable and the the public opinion towards them, which was voiced so brilliantly on Friday night, uh, may lead to them reconsidering. I, you know, maybe I'm saying that out of out of hope more than expectation, but you know, we've got to hope as fans that we can get these guys out of the football club and replace them with someone who is a lot more interested in the sporting side. Is there any guarantee that Daniel Weck is going to come in if he does come in, if he does launch this bid and it does get accepted? I know there's a lot of ifs there, but is there any guarantee that he will come in and be much better? No, of course there's not. But at a time when we're so, um, you know, disenfranchised with the the guys at the top now, you can only hope for the best, right? And we know that change is necessary because we've been under Kroenke's full ownership uh, since 2018. There's been very little sign of that improving. Um, but they've been involved in the club for a lot longer than that. And their involvement with the club um, has basically coincided with the decline of the football club as well. So, yeah, um, you know, let's see. And, and again, Aditya in the chat says he's not convinced by the reports. It's just paper talk on the basis of one tweet. Maybe it is, but it's definitely worthwhile uh, discussing because at a time where we're talking a lot about momentum and the need to keep almost the kind of the pressure on the Cronkies, and and we talked about it the other day, you know, it's got to happen every week. It's got to happen before every game. There has to be protest. There has to be a clear um, voicing of our, our disapproval of the way they're running our football club. You know, you, you've got to keep the momentum on. And if this if this is just paper talk at this moment, if Daniel Ek is just considering it, then it's still something and we still need to keep the pressure on. And it's good that these stories are coming out because it's almost, it almost, you know, puts pressure on the Cronkies, not from a business perspective because they're harsh businessmen and I'm sure they are, you know, they are no strangers to controversy. You only have to look at what they did with the Rams in the United States uh, to know that they're not afraid to make big decisions, decisions that, you know, upsets fans, supporters, followers, etc. If they believe it to be the right thing, they'll do it anyway. And as, uh, as Sam says, sorry, I almost called you Stan. Sorry there, Sam. Uh, no, no offense intended. He says the Cronkies are businessmen at the end of the day. They'll sell for the right price. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. So we live in hope. We live in hope that this, you know, this, uh, this group being put together by Daniel Ek can um persuade the Cronkies to sell the club and as i say you know it's not um it's not exactly concrete yet we don't know 100% that it's happening but we should take encouragement from the fact that there are widespread reports um you know often top journalists don't put their name to stuff and don't go out um sort of as strongly as Matt Law has on this you know they might say you know we're led to believe or this and that but he says He's been told this is very real. So there's obviously a source at the heart of this. And um, and fingers crossed, you know, it, it, it does come to fruition. There's a couple of other sort of bits and, uh, and pieces with regards to Arsenal News doing the rounds today. And I want to touch on those as well. And then we'll come back to the chat box for your questions. But just a quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product, from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. If you click on the link in the description, you'll be able to make your order 
and receive a discount. So click on the link in the description, enter the discount code below, check it out, uh, see what you think. Um, and if you're interested in the products, get involved. And we thank, of course, uh, Earth Echo Foods for their brilliant support of this podcast over the next few days. So thank you guys so much. And uh, make sure you check out their products as a thank you from us, the Chronicles of Aguna family. Other bit of news today is that Arsenal are in contract talks with Emil Smith-Rowe. His performances have obviously impressed the club. Uh, he's clearly one of the players that we see as the long-term future for Arsenal. And um, yeah, would love to... Um, you know, would love to see Emil Smith-Rowe tied down to a new deal. It's very important for the future, I believe. And, and he, along with Bukayo Saka uh, and a couple of others, you know, are, are very much the future of this football club and very much represent uh, what I believe to be a, a positive uh, period in our history. It's not quite here yet, but it feels like we're not too far from it. And there's a few changes that need to happen behind the scenes, I think, before we can, uh, you know, fully achieve all of that. But, you know, if we are going to achieve that, then, of course, he is a uh, he's a big part of that. So let's side him up. I do have some worries, some concerns about Emil Smith-Rowe's fitness, but I've always had those concerns. Those of you who listen to this show regularly or watch these videos regularly will know that this is not a new thing for me. You know, I do feel like Emil Smith-Rowe's injury record is a bit of an issue, and I feel as though... It's probably largely why, um, you know, it's largely why, of course, uh, Mikel Arteta felt the need to go and get Martin Odegaard uh, in on loan. You know, fingers crossed uh, between the pair, they can provide the creative spark that we need between now and the end of the season to go on to European glory. But it's big, big news and good news uh, that Arsenal are opening talks with the Smith row over his future. Uh, also, there was a report that came out today with regards to Mesa Ozil and that Arsenal paying uh, a big significant chunk of his wages still. Um, and uh, that's upset a lot of people. But you know what? What was the point in just keeping him, you know, at the club for, for no reason? Apparently, Arsenal are paying more than 90% of his current wage, which is obviously a little bit disappointing and a little bit worrying. But ultimately, he, he fell out of favour at Arsenal. He fell out with with the manager, clearly, and the club. He had to move on. Um, we were going to pay his wages till the end of the season anyway, so why not just get rid of him and um, and sort of, you know, if that's the decision you're going to make, you know, and at the time I was a little bit unsure about that decision and I'm still a little bit unsure as to whether that was the right call. But having done it, having gone out on a limb, having, you know, put your money where your mouth is essentially – then paying him 90% of his wages, which is what is being reported, is is obviously far from ideal. But it's just, um, you know, it's just the uh, it's just the way it is. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what else to say. Um, you know, it's disappointing. It's frustrating, particularly at a time when Arsenal financially are going through a bit of a difficult phase. But, you know, he, he, his contract officially ends with the club at the end of the season. Um, or was going to end at the end of the season. We agreed to let him join Fenerbahce and we've obviously, in the process of that, had to honour uh, 90% of his wages. Is what it is, as I say, far from ideal, but what can you do about it? No point crying over spilt milk. Uh, Patrick says he's going to link something in the chat. Um, I haven't seen exactly uh, what it is that you want to link, but 
by all means go for it mate it's, it's not a problem feel free uh the chat is for you guys uh to discuss to talk to ask questions etc etc so feel free to put any links in there i'll never be um I'll, I'll never stop you doing that um you know so yeah go ahead let's get your questions though let's let's hear what you guys have to say let's have your questions on the uh, prospective takeover of arsenal football club um let's hear uh, what you have to say on Emil Smith-Rowe supposedly entering contract talks with the Gunners over an extension to his current deal. And let's hear what you have to say on the Mesa Ozil wages thing. Uh, just a quick reminder, though, if you haven't done so already, while I wait for that chat box to fill up with uh, questions, um, please, please do smash the like button on the video. It is so, so important. I can see there are over 200 of you watching us right now. Um, and I'd love uh, love for us to get the likes up to somewhere close to that. Uh, let me just check in where we are at the moment. Uh, in terms of that, we have only got 51 likes, guys. Come on, let's get it up to 150 at minimum. There's definitely enough of you watching. Doesn't cost a thing. Um, and I'd love uh, I'd love for you to show your support in that way. Um, Robin Diamond says, if the takeover happens, Xhaka's time may be up due to Henri's opinion of him. You know, I actually think that Thierry Henri was embarrassed about that getting getting leaked out by Patrice Evra the way it did. Um, you know, Thierry Henri may have his opinion on Granit Xhaka, but as a, someone who's been a fellow professional, I'm sure he wouldn't have wanted that coming out in the public. Um, listen, it's a long way before uh, Thierry Henry's back involved with the football club, if he is. Um, and it's for the greater good. And we progress as a result of, of having people that genuinely care. Um, and Granit Xhaka's collateral damage to that, then then so be it. Uh, Omar says, Harry, uh, let me put it to you. Do you honestly think this rumoured takeover will go through? Bear in mind, Kroenke rejected a good offer from Usmanov a few years ago. I think a lot's happened, though, Omar, in the last couple of years. You know, I don't think anybody envisaged Arsenal being out of the Champions League for as long as they have. Uh, which has obviously significantly damaged uh, our revenue streams, uh, which subsequently damages the value of the club. The pandemic also hit as well, which nobody envisaged. Um, so I think a lot has happened in the last couple of years. And if, as a fan base, we are able to increase the pressure on the Cronkies to the point where it's in the press, in the public eye, every single week, then I think we can convince them that this is no longer a worthwhile investment for them anymore. You know, a combination of of the ill feeling towards them, the the hostility and the fact that the club is no longer turning over what it once was. You know, I think we could we could persuade them into doing that if 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 our actions are right. Now, you know. I've said this before, that for Arsenal to get back to where Arsenal need to be, and that is in the Champions League, competing there every single week, you know, a significant investment needs to be made in the playing stuff. And the Cronkies have shown that they're not willing to do that. They're not willing to pump in the kind of money needed um, to to get this club back where it belongs. And, and will they feel that it's worth doing that now? Maybe not. Will the collapse of the Super League have a big impact? Will they feel as though it's a it's a bit dead in the water it's dead in the water for another few years and that means that they're going to have to incur losses for another few years i think they would have known for the last couple of years that the super league was was a possibility and that's why they held on that's why they allowed um not allowed but that's why they were 
happy to live with with the losses um happy to pump some money in um, or restructured debt i should say in order to allow arsenal to spend money i think all of that was done with the uh, view to the super league being formed i think the super league uh, plans were leaked early due to the champions league sort of bid to restructure the format into something similar i think they felt pushed and that they needed to make that announcement when they did but things have changed i guess i've gone around the houses there but things have changed i think omar in the last couple of years so i'm not saying they're definitely going to sell um of course i'd love them to but you know i think that they're more likely to do so now than they probably ever have been in the past uh big hello to al carp who says i'm swedish and i know really well of daniel ek i question his intentions bearing in mind how he treats the artists for Spotify. Uh, Alcott, feel free to elaborate on that because I don't know anything about Daniel Ek. Um, so I don't know what it is exactly you're referring to, but I'd love to hear from you. So uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Patrick says, Harry, would you consider losing the Europa League? Because it would mean we would have a greater chance to sell. Oh, it's, it's a hard one, Patrick, because I never want to see Arsenal lose football matches, uh, least of all a European final. You know, I have i don't remember the last time Arsenal won a European trophy. The 1994 Cup Winners' Cup, I was four years old. I don't remember it. I'd be lying if I said I did. So obviously my desire to see Arsenal succeed in Europe is huge. But if you told me it guaranteed that, that the Cronkies would sell, then I probably would. Um, I probably would accept the defeat if it meant they were 100% going to sell because, you know, I fear for the future of this football club. I fear for, you know, us as supporters. I, I wonder how we're going to challenge at the very top level again under this ownership, uh, you know. So, yeah, I guess reluctantly, I probably would, but only if there was a guarantee uh, they would sell. Uh, let's see uh, what else everybody's saying. Uh, Momo says uh, Matteo Flamini could buy Arsenal. Yeah, Flamini is someone who's doing really, really well, isn't he, with his uh, business and, and interests outside of football. Um, but Mark Williams makes a good point. You know, this interest could potentially bring in other bidders as well, other bidders who maybe um, have have the money to, um, you know, have the money to, to rival Daniel Ek and, and, and his little group or or to tempt the Cronkies into selling. Who knows? We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see. Alfonso Aquarius says, Cronkies cut from the same cloth as Mike Ashley. He ain't selling. Well, Mike Ashley tried to sell Alfonso. Uh, Mike Ashley's been desperate to sell him, so much so that he started court proceedings against the Premier League for preventing uh, that sale going through. So Mike Ashley does want to sell, but the price has to be right. And And listen, I don't like the Cronkies. I don't want them to. Um, I don't want them to stay. Um, of course, I don't. But they're. I also am aware that they're not idiots, and they're they're very good business people. Um, the fact that they're worth what they're worth tells you that. But um, you know, if the right offer is there, then they will consider it at the very least. Fingers crossed. It will. It would lead to um, them actually being rid of the club and a sale going through. But of course, um, you know, it's um, it's a long way from happening. Long way from happening. Uh, Said Abdullah says, Harry, do you think the German model would work? I love the German model. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think it's a really, really great concept. But what I will say is for us to, to get to that point, we're going to have to um, 
you know, we're going to have to force it through via sort of legislation within the government. It's going to have to be a government move. But the issue here is as a government now, even as a government, how, you know, governments are supposed to be the most powerful people in the world. But how does a government force somebody to sell or put on the market a significant proportion of their own business um, when they own the club outright? So in the Cronkies case, you know, they they own Arsenal fully. In the Glazers' case, they own Manchester United. FSG own Liverpool. Um, Roman Abramovich owns Chelsea. Sheikh Mansour owns Manchester City. How do you, um, how do you, how do you make those people sell a stake in their business? How do you do that? You know, so it could be something that it comes into place as and when. Um, you know, the ownership of these clubs changes. But how do you do it now? Uh, listen, I, as I say, I love the model, but how do you get someone to give up a significant proportion of their business? How do you force them into doing that? Um, I say give up, I mean sell a significant proportion of their business. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, Matt G says, if you could ask Arteta one question, what would it be? I'd ask, you told the players will be in the CEO in three years. What assurances did the Cronkies give you to be so confident? Yeah, I, I you know, on the one hand, I, I sort of listened to Mikel Arteta talk about the Cronkies and he's always full of praise for them. And he always talks about, um, you know, how good a job they've done, um, you know, how supportive they've been. And, and to a degree, I want to believe him. I want to believe that they are giving him what he's asking for. But on the other hand, I also want to, I also have to take into consideration that he's talking about his boss in the public eye and whatever you think about your boss. And we've all had bosses in the past that we didn't particularly like, didn't particularly get on with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But would you go and, um, would you go and, and, and have a go at them publicly? No, you wouldn't. And so I think it's probably unfair of us as a fan base to, uh, expect Mikel Arteta to want to be some kind of martyr here and, and come out and go and condemn them and, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, you look at someone like Jurgen Klopp, who's obviously criticised the decision to join the Super League from a Liverpool perspective, but Jurgen Klopp has transformed that football club. Jurgen Klopp has done wonderful things at Borussia Dortmund. Jurgen Klopp's, Jurgen Klopp's stock as a manager is far higher. Therefore, he has the clout to say something like that. He has the clout to dig out his owners. And the same can be said for Pep Guardiola. You can't really say that, though, for Mikel Arteta. You can't really say that for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And so it's no surprise that those guys have not really been too critical of their ownership. Um, you know, Arteta is a smart man. He'll be well aware of the, the restrictions in place at the moment from a financial standpoint and, and you know, what Arsenal can and can't do. Um, but as I say, he's not really going to come out and... Um, He's not really going to come out and dig them out or, or criticise them. Not at this stage in his Arsenal career anyway. Um, you know, if, if things continue as they are, if he continues to struggle, if he's indeed in the job that long, um, then I think you you may see Mikel Arteta come out and say something because he he seems that kind of character. He seems like he's not going to shirk away from, from being open, honest, blunt. Um, you know, he's done it many times post-match. Um, 
So who knows? Who knows? It's it's going to be interesting to see how this develops. But yeah, the, the way Arteta talks is as if he's uh, majorly confident in them doing or delivering uh, what it is that he needs over the next few years for Arsenal to be successful. But hey, it's all um, <laughs> you know, it's all an ideal world scenario. Uh, we don't know how it's going to pan out. Um, you know, maybe the Cronkies are going to spend this summer. Highly bloody doubt it. But you know. We we can't really control that right now. All we can do is is continue to apply the pressure on them and hope um, that somebody comes along, the likes of Daniel Ek, um, with his uh, with his group of Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, and Patrick Vieira, and uh, and make something happen. Um, you know, the idea of Daniel Ek coming in would excite me because he's not Stan Kroenke. Uh, <laughs> But this, the fact that we, we're we hearing that three Arsenal legends are being enlisted to support him in this um, is the most exciting bit of it all for me because we've often bemoaned the fact that Arsenal legends have not been um, present at the club much, um, have not really had an influence on how things have gone over recent years. But these three players that we're talking about, Dennis Bergkamp, Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, have all um, achieved incredible things with Arsenal Football Club. Arguably, in my opinion, the three greatest players this football club has ever seen. So to bring them in would would bring a winning mentality, would bring um, people in who, as I said earlier on, understand the culture um, and the culture that is needed to, to, you know, to be successful. And let's not forget that, you know, with the you know, they've all played at other clubs as well and where there's been a winning culture. You know, Dennis Bergkamp was successful at Ajax um, prior to signing for Arsenal. Patrick Vieira had great times at Juve and at Inter, um, even played for Manchester City for a little bit. Uh, you know, Thierry Henry, obviously great times at Barcelona as well. Uh, so these guys have all um, been in winning environments. A lot of you are a little bit sceptical about them because of their sort of managerial uh, careers so far, Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira. Listen, I wouldn't want them anywhere near the club as managers, but it's the connection that they would bring with the supporters. It's the mentality that they would bring within the boardroom, uh, which is clearly missing. I mean, you look at the board now and it was it that Lord Peckham. Is that even his name? Uh, and then it's Stan Kroenke, Josh Kroenke, and then you've got a non-executive director in uh, Lewis. So, yeah, it, you know, adding that mentality and people who have the... Um, you know, the the interests of the club at heart for me uh, would be invaluable and would be key. And it's something very different to what we currently have. So, yeah, all for it. All for it. Uh, let's see. There is Lord Harris of Peckham. Thank you, Don Juan. Um, <laughs> I just think only fools and horses. <laughs> Peckham, there you go. Arsenal director. Um, a couple of you asking if I was at the protest. Yeah, absolutely was. Um, there's a video on the channel that where they've caught a little bit of footage to uh, show to those of you who weren't there. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep all over this story as it develops and fingers crossed it does develop uh, with regards to Daniel X reported interest in the uh, takeover of Arsenal football club, but we're going to leave it there for now. Um, 
We'll be back uh, tomorrow with some more Arsenal content. Continue to let me know your thoughts in the comments. Make sure you smash the like button if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. If you're interested in becoming a member, then click on the link in the description. Check out Earth Echo Foods, our kind sponsors of today's program. And we'll be back very, very soon. Until then, take care of yourselves and let's all pray. Let's all pray in unison that we're finally rid of the cronky sooner rather than later. Until next time, ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.